Amen. I want to share with you a message titled "Wild Men Slept." Wild Men Slept. Um, today we are 18 years old as a church, as a ministry. The Lord has been good to us. 18 years. If we're human beings, we'll be voting by now. Amen. God has been good. Too good to us. Many branches all around. Many lives impacted. God's grace seen and felt in many places. It can only be God. And we are grateful to God for what he has done for us as a ministry. It is not about men. It is not about experience. It is not about intellect. It's not about eloquence. It's all about the grace of God. Wherever you are in the next two minutes, please lift up your right hand. Begin to say thank you to Jesus. We owe everything to him. Who we are, everything we have, it's by virtue of his grace alone. And we want to bless his name. Father, we give BBC is grace. We are grateful, G. Father, we give you all the praise, all the glory for all that you do for us. Thank you for the life of this ministry. Thank you for Power Victory Chapel PBC. Thank you for the outpour of grace like never before. We are careful to recognize that it is all just by your grace. Nothing we are, nothing we have is by our own strength. And Lord, we ask in the years ahead, do with us and for us that which no man can do. Keep our focus solely on you. Keep our hearts burning and yearning for more of you. And that will be a true representation of your church in this end time. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Amen. All right. While men slept. Matthew chapter 13, verses 24, verse 24 to verse 28. Matthew 13. 
I think I shared this one of the Friday services in May, but I'm convinced that it is necessary to share it again today. Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Amen. Matthew 13. So we read. The book of Matthew 13. Yes, sir. 24. Yes, Another sir. parable put he forth unto them, saying, Yeah. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Mm. But while men slept, while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat okay. and went his way. Yes. But when the blade was sprung up mm-hmm. and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. Okay. So the servants of the household came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? Yeah. From whence then hast it tares? He said unto them, an enemy has done this. Yeah. The servant said unto him, O thou then that we go and gather them All up. Right. Amen. Amen. See, while men slept. Oh, I can't hear you shout, while men slept. Now the Bible says a man had a field and he wanted to plant in his field. He got good seed. Is that in your Bible too? He got some good seed and he planted in the ground. But while men slept, his enemy came and planted tares among them. And on the day of germination and harvest, then they realized that something else is creeping up and is showing forth in the midst of the harvest. Now understand that the enemy has a strategy And his strategy was not to destroy what he had planted, necessarily. His strategy was more to corrupt what he has planted. Because if all he wanted to do was to destroy that which was planted, instead of coming to plant something new, he would have just come to uproot what he had planted, just to make sure that there is no harvest. Am I making some sense? Because whatever he did, he was able to do because they were asleep anyway. And so he could have done anything on their blind side and they would not have been aware. So if his goal was just to destroy the harvest or or to prevent them from having any harvest at all, he could have just come and uprooted all that they had planted and they would sit and wait and wait and nothing would have happened. But his long-term strategy was to corrupt what they had planted so that when it is growing and it comes to the time of harvest, intermingled with their own things they were expecting, he would have his own say in there as well. Are you with me now? While men slept. It's one of the reasons why the enemy doesn't attack people when they are at the seed level. He will put something in there whilst you are asleep, unconscious and unfocused, and watch it grow with everything you are expecting to grow with you. People carry their children and take them to school. By the time they return, they return with other things their parents didn't add to them when they were going to school. Can I get a witness in this? So there are many times we plant our strength, we plant our knowledge, we plant our experience, we plant our networks, and we are believing the Lord to receive something at the end of the day that it will speak harvest unto us. A harvest of prosperity, a harvest of jobs, of opening doors, of business, upliftment, of ministerial impact. But suddenly, whilst we are rising, we see other things begin to show forth in the midst of the rising. That is what must let you understand that something was planted when you also planted your seed. 
There was nothing wrong with the ground. There was nothing wrong with the seed. There was nothing wrong with the water that was watering it. Everything was intact. The only thing was that something was done when men slept. When a man is asleep, he becomes open and vulnerable to all manner of attacks. Because you see, there are many people when they are asleep, they are almost, it almost looks as if they are dead. Have you seen those people before? Oh, you didn't hear me. Have you seen those people before? I have given you an example of such a person in the Bible. Peter. Do you remember how the angel of the Lord enters into the prison and Peter is still asleep? There are many people, when you are sleeping and somebody enters your room, you know that somebody is there and you wake up. That's a certain level of sensitivity that Peter didn't have. Because a man's presence is not as as enthralling as an angel's presence. Angels carry a certain presence around them. Why? Because they have been standing in the presence of the Lord directly. When the Bible says, um, Gabriel, when he met Zacharias, and Zacharias said, are you sure these things you are telling me will come to pass? He said, I am Gabriel that standeth in the presence of the Lord. So the angels have a responsibility and a place and a domain where they stand in the presence of the Lord. So whatever the heaviness of the presence or the weightiness of the presence, they carry a bit of it wherever they go. And the angel of the Lord entered the priest but Peter was sleeping and he said the light was shown in the prison he was still sleeping oh and then the Omu levels some of you when the light comes on you wake up do I have a witness in church this morning you can't even sleep when the light is on when they put ah, Peter's light was there the guy was still sleeping the Bible said the angel called him he was still sleeping he smote him on the side he struck him he hit him he was still sleeping. The only thing that made him wake up is that the angel lifted him, actually lifted him up. That sleep is not what shocks me. It's the, the audacity to be sleeping when you know it could be the last day of your life. It comes with some audacity. Eh? See, when you have exams right, some of you can't even sleep. Hallelujah. When there is something major you have to do, you are filled with so much anxiety that sometimes it becomes difficult to sleep. Your sleep is robbed of you. The guy has been put in prison. They have told him, just like we killed James, we're about to kill you. And he's sleeping like everything is fine. Like he's sleeping in the palace. While men slept. So people are there when they sleep. It's as if they are dead. And so if the enemy's plan was just to come and destroy the harvest, he could have just uprooted. He just planted something in there. See, that is why whilst you are rising, you must take time to stay awake and stay alert. And then to allow the enemy to slip certain things into your life that will rise with you. Today, even if you fall, it doesn't make any ripple in, in life. Nobody really cares if you fall today. But 20 years from now, when you have become a person of power, a person of influence, when your face is splashed all over television, where when they mention your name, it resonates in the corridors of power. That is when that thing that was planted when you were innocent and when you were insignificant begins to sprout with you. And in that harvest, when the wheat is shown, the tears will also show. Look at somebody's face and say, stay awake. The Bible says there was a man called Samson. Man, that guy was strong. So strong, he's carrying city gates. So strong, he's using jawbones to defeat an entire army. So strong. And we know that he fell, and we think that he fell because he revealed his secret. That's half truth. In fact, the main reason why he fell after revealing the secret was that he slept. 
Can I prove it to you? A man who has used jawbone to defeat an army, even if he tells you his secret, how do you, how do you stop him? If he had told them, okay, my, the secret of my strength is in my hair, come and take it. Which of those men would have had the audacity to stand before Samson? None of them. So it was one thing to reveal or spill the secret. The Bible said that after he had said that, he slept and he put his head on the thigh of the woman and she shaved her hair and the strength left her. Brother, hey, there are levels to this thing. The guy is sleeping in a certain place. B. That they are shaving his hair. They are shaving his hair. Oh. He, can't, he can't hear. He can't feel anything. So the problem is not just that he revealed the secret. The problem was he was asleep while men slept. While men slept. Hallelujah. You see, sleeping is dangerous in the, in, in the spirit. To be asleep. Do you know that it is possible in the realm of the physical to be asleep and your eyes are open? Have you seen those people? Their eyes are open. You, you do this to them. You realize they're actually gone. It's just the eyes that are open. They are asleep. And so eyes being opened is not enough guarantee that a person is awake. In the same vein, the fact that somebody is walking and breathing in the world does not mean that he's awake in the spirit. Paul writes to the Ephesians church and he tells them, wake up thou that sleepest. Paul is writing. Now he's writing to people who can read what he's writing and yet he's telling them to wake up, which means you can be reading and you can, you, you can be asleep. Because he was communicating something spiritual. It wasn't physical sleeping. Something spiritual. You see, if we don't stay awake and we don't stay alert, especially in this end time, a lot of things will happen to us in our lives. Can I go there? You are responsible for you. You are responsible for your marriage, responsible for your children, for your future, for your destiny. You can't go to sleep on your destiny. You can't take things for granted and hope and, and wish that things will just fall in line. Things just don't fall in line like that. Things just don't happen because you wish them to happen. And so being asleep is a danger to your destiny and a danger to your work in this life. Hallelujah. Look at someone say, while men slept. Oh, shout to say, while men slept. And the Bible said one day, two women went to Solomon. That was, that was the first test for us to know that indeed Solomon was somebody who was wise. You see, if we say a person is wise, how will we know? No virtue, is, is, no virtue can be known as as evidence in a person's life without being seen or felt. If you say, God, give me an anointing, what does anointing do? Anointing reveals the power and the grace of God. It reveals the, the, the awesome might of God. And so, if you ask for an anointing, understand that God must necessarily give you a problem that that anointing must solve. Because how else will we know that you are anointed? If you ask for money, God must give you problems money can solve. How else would you know you have money? 
If you ask for wisdom, God must give you situations that will call for and place a demand on the wisdom that is upon your life. So immediately Solomon says, I want wisdom. God gives him wisdom. Pam, next page, problem. You need to solve this one. Two women come to Solomon and they say, you know, um, we, were, we, we are friends. We have been together. We are in the so- same business together. We live in the same house together. Um, and then she, get, she got pregnant. Me too, I got pregnant. You see the, 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 the unspoken power of influence. The people that you spend time with, you spend your life with, have a way of influencing your life without you realizing it. How is it that there are two friends living in the same house? They have the same business together. They are prostituting together. And one gets pregnant, immediately the other one is also pregnant. I'm not sure they sat down to plan it. But the unspoken and unseen influences of relationships. Hallelujah. Tap somebody say, stay awake. Stay awake. They went to him and they said, you know, uh, this one said, when, when whilst we slept, he, she slept on her baby, came to exchange mine, and now when I woke up, it's when I saw that an exchange had taken place. Spiritual exchanges are not permitted to men who are awake. Nobody can exchange anything of yours in the spirit if you are wide awake. In fact, even in the physical, in your own home, do you know that thieves prefer to attack when you are asleep? Even those with guns, they want to be able to take you by surprise and so they leverage on the fact that you are asleep and they enter. So when they are there and you wake up, they don't care, they are already there. It's, 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 so it's dangerous for them, no matter the guns they have, they will not come, they can stall and walk and watch around till lights start going off and everybody starts sleeping. It reminds me many years ago when um, I, we had a, a half night service here. After the half night service, we went home, I, I mean, prayed for people and all that. After that, we went home. I was so tired. So as soon as we got home, I put not this iPad, another iPad, put it down, put my ring on the center table and then went to the bedroom. While men slept, people were paying me a visit. When I woke up, my ring was gone. My iPad was gone. And the stick they used to put things on to pull it, they left it there for me to see as evidence. They left me receipts to know that they, they were here. Like what they do in the secondary schools, where here some, they have left me a mark. That could not have been possible if I was awake. So the invitations that is thrown to evil people when we are asleep physically is the same invitations that are thrown to spiritual evil people when we are asleep in the spirit. And so the Bible will tell you when a man is even delivered and the demon leaves and he goes to Rome and comes back and finds the place fallow. Nothing. No activity is happening there. It is an attraction. It's a force of attraction. It's an invitation for them to come again. And this time they are coming with seven stronger spirits than the very first one. While men slept. Be careful not to, not to sleep on your life. Be careful not to sleep on your destiny. Be careful not to be sleeping around with, you know, or, you know uh, with, with, with the destiny that the Lord has given to you. Wow, men slept. It's a serious matter I'm teaching you this morning. Because if you stay awake and you stay alert, 
it will save you from a lot of things in the future. Because nothing will have the opportunity to be planted in your life now that you need to be dealing with in future. Hallelujah. I'm going to share with you um, four signs that you are sleeping. Just talking about while men sleep. Now, how would you know that you are asleep? That's very important. So that we can have a scale, a yardstick of some sort to begin to look or compare our lives with to ascertain whether we are awake or we are asleep. While men sleep. The enemy. It says his enemy. While men sleep. What's it His Everybody has an enemy. Personal enemy. I have met people who are so naive. They say, I haven't done anything to anybody. Why, why, what have I done? What have you done? You don't realize that to some people, your very existence is nauseating. They are annoying that you are alive. For some people, just because of the way you are dressed today, it's annoying. Can I go there? Yeah. People are annoyed just, just by your existence. So never walk in this world with um, naivety, thinking everybody likes me. As for me, everybody likes my forehead. You know, the way it's shaped, especially when I hold ponytail. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even Jesus also. In the midst of the 12 was somebody there. Even Jesus. So every man has an enemy. And that is why you must stay awake. And you must stay alert. There are many, many families. Every year somebody is being buried. But everybody is sleeping. And we, we, we use the funerals as opportunities for family get together. So we are happy. We just meet, oh, and then we meet and drink and laugh and have fun. We go home. Nobody is rising up to see what is happening. First sign that you are asleep is when your life is disorganized. Disorganized. When your life is disorganized. I mean, there's no clarity. You don't know your left from your right, whether you are going or coming, whether you are rising or... Everybody is asleep. Now, when people are asleep, before they go to bed, even, most people, most people will take their baths, lay their beds, um, enter in, cover themselves with... Have you seen those people before? Are you one of those people I'm talking to? They cover themselves, they are there. Give them a couple of hours. Some of them will start rotating. Where their head was, their leg will be there now. Some people are tilting. They are almost coming to fall. By, have you seen those people before? In fact, some people have to fall down, get up, and reverse course. Go back to their bed. But the truth is, people are not gentlemen when they are asleep. People, people, people can laugh all of a sudden when they are asleep. Something that if they did physically, we would say they have a problem. Hallelujah. If you are working with someone who just suddenly out of nowhere starts smiling and laughing. But if somebody did it in a dream, oh, he is dreaming. So there's a lot of disorganization associated with being asleep. And when a person is asleep in the spirit, 
One of the signs of being asleep is disorganization. Everything is all over the place. Watch them when they are students. Everything is all over the place. Watch them when they go to work. Everything is all over the place. Watch them, what their children, watch their lives. It is, it is, it is disorganized. You see, God, Bible says God is not the author of confusion. And so whenever confusion and disorganization is resident in a person's life, because God is not the author of it, God cannot be in it. Hallelujah. Everything is haywire. If that is your place, that is your lot, you need to begin to rise up and wake up and deal with issues in your life because it's a symptom of somebody who is asleep. Unfortunately, disorganization also leads to poverty. Poverty. Somebody say, I'll never be poor in my life. life. Say it to you, are being gentle. Say, I'll never be poor in my life. So, if you read my scripture for me, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Uh, 13. Start from 13. Let's see what's there. This wisdom have I seen also under the sun okay and it seemed great unto me okay there was a little city and few men within it there was what a little city come on talk to me there was what a little city. a little city go ahead and there came a, a great king against it and there, so there's a little city there comes a great king already there's a disparity between the people coming to it's like a david and goliath situation because the city is described as little but the man coming against is described as great and besieged it and besieged it great bulwarks against it Mm. now there was found in it a poor wise man so so in this small city there's somebody who is called a poor wise man. man and he by his wisdom delivered the city <laughs> and the bible said what did he do by his strength by his what wisdom as a wisdom he delivered the city yet no man remembered that same poor man what happened to him after he delivered the city no man re- remembered him why then said i wisdom is better than strength so wisdom is better than strength true or false because the man's wisdom was able to defeat the strength of this king. Mm. So wisdom is better than strength. Uh-huh. Nevertheless, how poor man's wisdom. However, mm. says, this, is, this is the teacher speaking. This is Solomon speaking. He said, wisdom is better than strength. Uh-huh. So, so if you don't have strength and you don't have wisdom, you have a problem. You, you don't have strength. You too, you don't have wisdom. Hey. Sewa, you have a problem. Go ahead, sir. Nevertheless, the Nevertheless, poor man's wisdom is despised. The poor man's wisdom is despised. And his it, words it, are not heard. And his words are not heard. People's ears are close to the words of a poor man, however wise he is. I remember one day we went to a certain estate and we we're, de- were talking to one of the people who build the, the place, the actual builders of the place. And he was, he was telling us, he said, you know, the foundation they have done here, um, it's not deep enough. 
for the kind of building, we always complain that the foundation has to be deeper so it can carry the building well. So I was asking, have you told the estate owner, the one building the estate? He said, oh yes, we have told him. But when we told him, he said, if we are wise enough, we should use the wisdom to build our own estate. Jesus. Also, when you answer now, fuck with you there. A poor man's wisdom. See, but the truth is that it's not only wisdom, it's even intelligence. A poor man's intelligence. Two people. This one, very, very smart. By the time you finish, he finishes school. He's a poor man, intelligent. Why said he has passed? He'll be a filling station attendant. That's real life, I'm telling you. Somebody that attended Pesek, they said he was a filling station attendant. If they hadn't made noise for some rich people to see him and come and pull him out of that situation, his intelligence would have been despised. I'm telling you truth. Hallelujah. 20 years from that time, he will now start telling stories to his children. You know, when I was young, I was very smart. Nobody would believe him. Poor man who is anointed, even his anointing is despised. Yeah. A poor man's anointing. It's not like that the person is not gifted or anointed. The person is anointed. But once money or poverty surrounds it, you see, there is a way that money advertises the wisdom of men. Money just makes loud whatever grace and virtue is upon a person. So once it is absent, people tend to despise whatever virtue that you carry. So that's why you must not allow disorganization to enter your life. So you begin to look. Don't you, if you are poor, it's okay, but but don't be happy in it. Like don't be happy in it and and praise it and glory in it. Otherwise, I have to slap you out of it. Oh, some people were made poor, some people were made, were made rich. Okay, it, it may be true, but why should you be one of those who are made poor? That's my problem. Why are you one of those? We will never be poor in our lifetime. Yeah, so we need to get our lives in order. When I, I, I minister in so many places, I have, I've, where I've been to, I've been to, I've been to Presby Church, I've been to Methodist, I've been to Anglican Church, I've been to Baptist, I've been to everywhere. Everywhere I've been there. As for my friends, ICGC, I'm always there. When I go there, one of the key things I look out for is order in the place. Whether there is order in the place. It speaks a lot about what is happening there, about the grace available in the place, about the atmosphere in which they are operating. When I see this, there are places, I mean, there's a place I ministered once in Dansoman, and I told them, I told them I'm, I'm never coming here again. Because whilst you are, you are ministering, the pastor and his friends are sitting at the back and they are chatting. Yeah, you want to do that? Yeah. They came again and said, Me, do I look like, ah, if you are not serious in your church, why should I come and accompany you in your unseriousness? What are you talking about? There has to be order. I've taught you before God mocked Jesus, prayed for the multiplication of the fish and the bread. First thing he said, what did he say? Let them sit in 50s companies. So there was order that was brought before the multiplication came. 
So whenever there is disorder, it is a telltale sign this guy is going to be poor. He's going to struggle. So disorderliness is a sign of being asleep. Number two, lack of activity. Stagnation, lack of activity. When people are asleep, relatively, they are not mobile. Relative to when they are awake, they are not mobile. Can lie in one position for a very, very long time. There's no mobility, there's no action, there's nothing happening. When there's inactivity in your life, your prayer life stagnant, word life stagnant, fasting life stagnant, everything is just stagnant. You are asleep. The only time you ever make time to pray is when you come and Pastor Michael says, intercessory prayer, let us pray about this. And then you pray some. That's it. Beyond that, there is nothing like a personal prayer time ever in your life. We need to begin to look at you well because that inactivity is a sign that you are sleeping. Hallelujah. Inactivity. Nothing. What you were doing 20 years ago is the same thing you are doing now. When I meet a pastor who is not growing in grace, growing in his learning, growing in the gifting, growing in ministry, it tells me he's sleeping. He has become comfortable where he is and there's no growth anymore. See, those of you God has called into ministry, if you don't have this mindset that every day is a learning process, every day is a growing phase and you just become comfortable, you will die and you'll move into oblivion. Nobody will take you seriously. Because for me, one of the things God is leading me to do in this place, I'm raising men and women of God. When you meet them in town, you think they are pastors, but they are just church members. Hallelujah. Some of you already in your campuses and places, they are calling you pastor. Also for mommy and things. There's an impartation of grace coming upon people in this place that your normal Christians are actually abnormal anointed people. So if you're a pastor and not growing as you are raising growing people, then, then you're not going anywhere. That's why there has to be action. There has to be movement in your life. You started business selling on a tabletop. You have been selling on the same tabletop for the past 15 years. There's a problem with you. You're asleep. 15 years. Move. Tap someone say move. Make a move. The Bible says God, when he sent Moses to bring their um, um, Israelites out of Egypt, they got to a place and they became comfortable. They had left, you know, um, um, misery. They had left slavery. And they came, and the Bible says, God's word came to them, break camp and advance. Because where you are is not where I want to take you. I become comfortable there. There's, there's more to be done. There's much more to be achieved. Move forward. Hallelujah. There's much more to be done. So when there is stagnation, you are stagnant. Nothing is moving. Nothing is coming. Nothing, nothing is happening. You must be awake. You must be alerted to the symptom of somebody who is asleep. Tap somebody says, are you stagnant? Oh, ask the person, are you moving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your office, by this time, they, they should be promoting you already. They should be promoting you already. Why are they not promoting you? There's a problem we need to fix Amen. Number three. No vision. No vision. Bible says for lack of vision, my people perish. No vision. When somebody is asleep, no, you can show them whatever you want to show them. They can't see. There's, there's, they can't perceive what you are trying to communicate to them. There is no vision. 
The Bible said in the days of Eli, the word of the Lord was rare. How is the word of the Lord rare when the Lord of the word is actively looking for people to talk to? So much so that he decides to create man and have fellowship with man. You see, he was God all by himself even before man came. He is the ancient of days, self-existing one. And he was God by himself. He wakes up one day and says, I want to create somebody I can have fellowship with. That's how much he desires to connect with men and have fellowship with men. And yet, the Bible says in the days of Eli, the word of the Lord was rare. What happened? Eli was asleep. Because of what his children were doing. He had switched off. He was asleep. In fact, the Bible says, when someone came to him the first time to tell him, I'm hearing voices. What did, what did he tell him? Who knows? Go and sleep now. I haven't called you. Go and sleep. Can't you see we are all sleeping? If you are hearing voices, go and sleep. It was not until the third time that he came to himself and remembered this could possibly be the voice of God. When you hear it again, say, uh, speak Lord, thy servant hereby. But before the third time, the guy was so much asleep, he was encouraging everybody else to sleep around him. The word of it. So when, 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 um, when the people are asleep, there is no vision. They don't see anything. They don't hear anything. Nothing is happening. They don't see anything. I've taught you whatever God will do, He will show to somebody. Whatever, everything that happens, somebody will dream about it. Has somebody not died before and suddenly people come out and say, Oh, I had a dream about it two weeks ago. I had a dream about it a month ago. I dreamt about this thing, but I thought it was my mind. Because God is always looking for people to communicate virtues to, communicate mysteries to. But if you are not sensitive enough to the things God is showing, no matter who you are, God cannot communicate to you because, you see, he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to attach diligence to your seeking after him. So you open yourself up to be able to receive that which he's communicating. You can't fault him for not hearing him. No vision. Nah. It's so important that the Bible says watch and pray. Praying without watching is very dangerous. Because what are you praying about exactly? Are you praying according to feelings? Are you praying according to what your eyes can see? Or you are praying according to what you have watched to perceive? So there are many ministries, there are many, many prayer warriors, but they are just praying and sweating. There is nobody watching to see what is happening in the spirit per time to lead their prayers into strategic areas to pull down the intent of God for the season. They're just praying, praying by heart. Let us pray. Haya, 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 haya. Loa, 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 loa. Everybody just exercises and we go home. Then, then they'll, they'll tell the drama, put it on beat. there must be a sense of direction a sense of strategy spiritual intelligence associated with the kinds of prayers you are praying but the person asleep can't see anything when was the last time you had a dream that was not influenced by the food you ate 
When was the last time? That you actually had a dream. And, and you felt this is God speaking something to you. And then there are those to who dream, their dreams are like movies. What are you talking about? God is always looking to, he says, my people know me, my sheep know me, and they hear my voice. My sheep know me. And the consequence to the knowledge of him, they are able to tell his voice. God desires to speak. It's one of the reasons why the prophetic ministry is both the most attacked and the most misunderstood ministry. Mm. Because God wants to use it, the enemy too is using it. Hello? Okay, I know. And that's why many people attack it. Because people don't want to hear God for themselves. They don't. I, I, I spoke to some gentleman being. I said, God said he hasn't sent you to go and serve under anybody. He said, ah, God told me. I said, ah, if God told you, he sent you to come and tell you again. Then I recounted what he did by going to serve under somebody and everything he went through. So full, so far I am like. God is speaking when your children are going to school. Do you know the people in the class, not all of them are like you. The Bible says that, pray that God will preserve us for not all men have faith. God will deliver us from wicked men for not, for not all men have faith. You are a Christian, tongue speaking, Holy Ghost filled. Your child is, is, is out of your loins. So your child is like you. Somebody else is also an occultist. He's, he's chanting. He's, he's everything. And then the child is also out of their loins. And they are all sitting in the same class. You think it is going to be, it is going to be how cute your child looks. Or how nice. So everybody sees oh by the way for all day. There's no vision. When people are asleep, they can't see anything. See, this is the danger. When people can't see anything, there's a danger of applying logic to every situation. But you see, not every situation demands logical reason or intellectual analysis. Whether you like it or not. There are things, mysteries in this world that cannot be explained away by fact and logic. And so if your sole existence is dependent on, on, on fact, logic, and in, intellect, you'll be sorely disappointed. Your intellect has not put one million dollars under your bed by now. It's like somebody is offended though. Is it your one million? No vision, so no vision, no vision. No, you wish you and Tishi see a name when as a cocoa, I did not be. Oh, a cocoa, I didn't be fear. Your man, your man, a bro, your man is you. Niniaji, only Christmas, but 
He's just being fattened for a purpose. Yes, he had done it. He endorsed her. No, no, he knows the crowd, daddy. And yes, I'm a doll. Me, me, who is a cocoa? There could be a cocoa tars they are married since I was born. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's no vision that's dangerous. May God bring clarity to our spiritual senses in the name of Jesus. We didn't hear me. I said, may God bring clarity to our spiritual senses in the name of Jesus. That we will not only see, we will also be able to perceive things in the spirit. The Bible says, that the, widow, the, the widow said, I perceive that thou art a man of God. I perceive. Rahab said, I know that your God has given you the city of, of Jericho already. There is a certain level of knowing that is beyond what you can be taught. It is fed in the school of the spirit. And it cannot be communicated to the senses of men who are asleep. Right now you want to marry. You are depending on your senses 100% to marry. <laughs> After you are married, please continue depending on your senses to survive. I like the way she's fair. You see the fair color, no? You know. Me, me, even, even my mother says it all the time since I was born. That fair women. Amemo. My son, no. My son says he likes fair. Women. But but this one is not about you. Although if you are fair, you want to. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, they're using senses, knowledge. So, so for Najin, you Najin. Najin. Somebody told me that they said, Me, I'm looking for nurse. Ah, why? So, nurse, oh, 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 You two, you are there nice. Nurse, how they all change your meaning. Then they are the strategy. Wow. Vision. There are times two people propose to you. How do you know that this is the one I must accept? How do you know? Beyond how much money they have in their account, beyond how tall they are, how would you know? How would you know? Hallelujah. When people are asleep, there is no vision. Ministries where, you know, people are asleep, there's no vision. They don't see anything. They don't see anything. My dear, how are you? Behind you. How are you? Are you a nurse? You're a health worker. Okay. There's something I want you to do. Work it. From now to the end of the year. Mm. I want you to be very intentional about not eating anybody's food. Can you do that? Yeah. From now to the end of the year. I want you to be very intentional about avoiding, like somebody's eating, they call you, let's eat together. Avoid it. I am seen in the realm of the spirit. It's like that situation, that scenario, she goes to eat 
and then they are rushing her to the hospital. Mm. There's something has happened to her. So from now to the end of the day, keep your eyes open. Um, in fact, right after this prophetic word, it will start. People will start just inviting mm. you left, right, center, wherever you step. Have have the presence of mind to avoid, avoid it. Say yes, the Lord. Please step forth your hands, pray for her. Father, we pray for her. Let grace be released. I pray that her life will be preserved in the name of Jesus Christ. No plans of the enemy will be allowed to fester. In Jesus' name, I call it done. Amen. Amen. Number four, final one. They are they, they are not sensitive to whatever happens around them. People who are asleep. There's no sensitivity to spiritual things. No sensitivity to spiritual things. No sensitivity. I have taught you that life is a, a, a partnership between the spiritual and the physical. There is a part of life which is physical. There's a part of life which is spirit. In fact, the Bible says, by his word, the worlds were formed. So the world that we see itself is a creation of that which is spiritual. So the resource for the natural is that which is supernatural. God created everything we are seeing by the resource of the supernatural. There's a marriage inter, inter, interpolation of sorts between that which is physical and that which is spiritual. So an over-dependence on, on one of them will lead you to be malnourished in this life. If you just rely on the physical, you'll be malnourished. If you just rely on the spiritual, you have to have the wisdom to marry the two. Which means that even though you are in the physical, you must still know how to be sensitive to what is happening in the spirit. I remember one day I was driving and suddenly I heard something about somebody. I just stopped around Ogbojo. So I parked by the, there's a bus stop somewhere there. And I called the person. I said, God showed me something about your husband. I saw that it's like he had been attacked. It's like he's in the hospital kind of thing. We should pray for him. Or say, hmm, my husband's leg just got broken. That's why he's a doctor. Doctor. Just got broken. Ah, what happened? He went to play football and somebody chooked him and his leg got broken. And he said, oh, because you have told me now and you have prayed, I know he's fine. We, we must be sensitive sensitive right now if i slap you can you feel it i want to demonstrate to somebody who if i do now i'll be on, on i'll be self-styled prophets start slapping church members <laughs> but you feel it right you will as i speak can you hear me you can you can all see me because your physical senses are alive and they are active. In the same vein, your spiritual senses must be alive to be able to perceive and pick things. Imagine being so asleep in the spirit that the enemy is slapping you, but you can't feel it. Enemy is slapping you, you can't feel it. When a person is asleep, they are desensitized from spiritual things. They are given is a reflection of their dead spiritual life. They say the end. <laughs> I told you the other day. I said giving is not a condition or a factor of your pocket. It's a condition or related to your heart. 
Because if it was just a function of your pocket, so forth, the poor widow that gave, the Bible, Jesus said that she, she gave two diners. And this man gave so much. And yet Jesus recognized hers. It was not so much about the function of the pocket. It was the condition of the heart with which she was given. Maybe, maybe, maybe next month, I'll be dealing with four kinds of givers as a subject matter. Can I teach that one too? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll deal with four kinds of givers. That's a subject for another day. But when you are desensitized, nothing spiritual moves you. Nothing spiritual moves you. It doesn't excite you. If we say, let's pray, aww. Let's go for lunch. They're not all speaking my language. If a man comes and says, you know, I love you very much, I want us to pray. They didn't love, no, no. Love, I don't remember. So can I take you out to so- Soho? Is there a place called Soho? There's a place. Where is it? Marina Mo. Hey, Soho. I want to take you to Soho. Now, now we need J. They are live. Make us a man Make us a man Don't misunderstand me. But you can't come and be dating us and you take us out. So you try take us out. Because some of you, when you marry us, you stop taking us out. So you let's start enjoying now. But on a more serious note, what I'm saying is, you must be sensitive to spiritual things. They must also excite your spirit. Prayer must excite your spirit. You are alive. You are alive. You are not sleeping. You are alive. Your spirit man is alive. There is a, there's a spirit in man. There's a, the Bible says there's a spirit in man. Hallelujah. Can we pray this morning? Can we pray? Now, listen, next week, I want everybody to come with a bottle of water. We are going to pray some prophetic prayers and we are going to move in the prophetic next week. Hallelujah. There are, there are many things the Lord has dropped because we have, see, we have crossed the first six months already and we are going to... The, the, the other... July Nelkono. What is God saying for us for the next part of the year? What does God have for us? What what is what is what is the season pregnant with? What is the atmosphere pregnant with? What is God going to communicate to his people? So next week, everybody just bring your bottle of your own, whatever you want, bring it. Let's pray together. Let God speak and let's let's let the heavens be opened concerning our needs. But lift up your right hand. You are praying that Father, say Father, say, Oh God. I declare my life, my spirit man, awake right now. Right now. Please lift up your voice. You are praying for yourself that may God cause you to be awake. May God cause you to be awakened. <laughs> 
Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for your word and thank you for stirring up passion and your fire within us one more time. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Let our spirit man be awakened in the name of Jesus. That our lives will be put in order. will become sensitive to that which you communicate in the spirit. That Lord we will love and live and, and run hard after you. That we will not be awake for enemies to come and plant and sow seeds in our lives. And Lord we continue to pray and declare that by your mercies. Let only that which was planted by you be permitted to sprout in the name of Jesus. Let everything the enemy has planted whilst we were asleep. Let it be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Let it be extinguished in the name of Jesus. Let it die, O God, and not be allowed to germinate. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty, matchless name of the Lord Jesus, we call it done. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. For more of these messages, please subscribe to his podcast and SoundCloud. It's Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr. To interact with him, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Apostle Josiah Aubin Jr.